0: Welcome to Missions Chapel today. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready? Here's the list right here. I have it. See. <laughs> no, we're gonna get to that later in the service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, we are celebrating Missions Chapel today and. Um, I just wanted to share just a few words about what it means when we use that term, missions. The working term that I've been using in my own life and work for the last few years is that missions is the people of God connecting to the activity of God in a context that crosses a boundary of difference. The people of God connecting to the activity of God. God is at work. Around the world, in communities and homes. He is already there. And as the people of God, we go with eyes looking for what God is doing in those places, in contexts that cross some sort of boundary of difference for us. It may be just a generational boundary, a language or cultural boundary, a geographical boundary a socioeconomic boundary, something that moves us out of our own context, our own place where we are familiar, where we're comfortable, in the place where we live, it moves us out of that context. And, it, and that dislocation causes us to see something. Uh, causes us to take our own lens with which we know God and we, we understand who he is and the way that he works, and it forces us in that dislocation to see the way someone else knows God, how they understand God, the questions that they ask of God. Where is he in my context, and how am I relating to him and with the people of God? So that's the setting for this chapel today. And we're so excited, we have three guest speakers today who we'll hear from before we reveal our locations for Fusion this year. And so it's really my privilege to welcome back an ENC alum. Kurt Gerald is a pastor on staff at, yeah, you can cheer for Kurt. Uh, We love you, Kurt, we do. Yeah, Kurt is one of the pastors on staff at North Street Community Church in Hingham, and he has just begun an amazing ministry there. Missions is not always out of our country, out of our context. Um, many times it is right here in our neighborhood. So, Kurt, come and share with us uh, what you're doing in missions.
1: Good morning, everyone. Good Oh, so... Uh, one of the things about missions, right, you got to go become part of the culture. And when I heard I was going to Hingham, uh, I got the boat shoes. My wife actually got the boat shoes. I never wore boat shoes in my life, but um, she got them for me. So we're starting a, uh, a ministry out in, in Hull called, um, called The Anchor. And uh, I always, to be honest, every time I heard about missions, my wife went on many mission trips to Guatemala and all these places and to be honest, I always wanted to go on a mission, mission trip. I wanted to be missionary. Uh, but I had to check my motives, right? Because for some reason, my mission trip always wanted to go like Puerto Rico or St. Thomas or like somewhere like tropical. And then I was, uh, I think I really was just going, I wanted to go because I wanted a vacation, to be honest. Um, so for me, local missions is, is so vital, so important. Um, because who's going who's gonna to take care of the people around? Who's, who's going to be God? Who's going to show them Christ uh, to the people in our local communities, right? So the anchor, what we're doing is uh, – where's my time at? The, the local uh, – sorry. The anchor, what we do is we're, we're local, uh, locally ministering to people who are struggling with addiction and uh, their families. And that's just a messy, messy uh, mission field, to be honest. Uh, 98, I would say, percent of uh, people who are struggling with addiction not only don't know about, but are like adamantly opposed to God. Like you don't want, like if I go in someplace and I talk to a person, perfect example, I was talking to a dude on the pier right outside my house actually, and, uh, and he's like, I do not hear nothing about God, I do not hear no- nothing about God, but he's like, oh, how'd you get sober? He asked me those questions, right? And, and, and I was able to speak to him through my experiences about God uh, and how I, I surrendered that song, right? Surrender is so important. And just being a living example to, the, to these people, building community. Even uh, CDC, SAMHSA, all these, these government officials and, and, and uh, what do you call them? Official people? I don't know, whatever. Um, all these, these government people are saying now that the only solution to this problem is community, and nowadays, we get, we lack that. We think we have real community, right? Like when I'm sitting at home, I'm scrolling through Facebook, looking at all my people, all my friends, everything that's going on. And then in all reality, I'm sitting in that room alone, right? We got this false sense of community. And the only solution to this problem of addiction, uh, well, I, I know it's God. But in that, we serve a triune God, right? So community. Community. That's where it comes down to. It, it is the most messiest mission... <laughs> You'll ever have to deal with 3 o'clock in the morning, going to overdose follow-ups, going to families that have just lost a son. I've seen more deaths than I've seen victories. There's more deaths than victories. But that one, one time when, uh, you know, my friend, right, he overdosed twice last, last, last month. Uh, his wife brought him back with Narcan. Um, and just to be able to sit with him now... Uh, as we're exploring what this means to, you know, to, to, to live into the freedom of the cross. is just, I mean, just that right there. I mean, one, one victory in hundreds of deaths that I've seen. Um, so local missions, am I in five minutes yet? Local missions is, is vital. Um, yes, we need people to go out. Um, we need people to go forth uh, to other nations. But uh, right outside our front door, there's people that are hurting. Right outside our front door are people who are starving. Right outside our front door, there are people who, who don't have community, don't have people who love them, right? They feel hopeless. And, and, I, and, and I, 110%, all I believe in is that it is our mission to bring hope to the hopeless, to be there for those who have no hope, who are completely gone. I was just talking to somebody this morning, talk, uh, talking about... Uh, uh, a guy was convulsing on the street, and, and uh, he said, "I oh, just leave me here to die. That's no hope. A- and the only way that, that hope can reach that person is through community and through God, uh, us being the body of Christ to these people. So uh, that's all I got to say on local missions. If you want to see me, I'll be over. Uh, if you want to talk more about the anchor, we'll be over on, uh, having a table in the coffee spot. Um, student set cent- Man, student center. Thanks. Hi
2: guys. So my name is Becky. Um, thanks for introducing me. Um, so I got the wonderful privilege of going on a fusion missions trip to Ferguson, Missouri last year. Um, it was led by Montague and Ginny Williams and the true leader was their daughter Sophie who basically had us all wrapped around her finger by the end of the week. Um, but throughout this trip, God was moving in ways we just didn't expect. The, the goal of the trip was really just to go and to listen to a community that had suffered so much crisis and so much pain, um, and we were just there to hurt with them and to try to work through these issues of racial injustice. Um, but in the midst of this, we ended up talking to many activists and pastors and pastors and a civil rights lawyer um, who had really just plugged themselves in right in the middle of the crisis um, and put themselves out on the line and gave everything. Um, and so throughout the, the week, we met with a local congregation and quickly as we were talking to them and asking them questions, we realized that they just, they didn't get it. They they thought they had a take on this issue and they just kind of had missed it. and. As a local congregation of Ferguson, not one of those members had gone to the protests at all. And it was happening right in their community. Um, And they had also, they had started a Bible study in the same neighborhood where Michael Brown lived. And it was just a few weeks before he was shot and killed. Um, But they decided that they couldn't go back because it was just too dangerous. Um, And our group, as we sat and talked, we realized that what's dangerous is that mindset. What's dangerous is the fact that as Christians, we withdraw from situations like Ferguson. What's dangerous is that in order to protect ourselves, we tell ourselves that we've done enough so we can stay in our comfortable bubble. Um, And what's dangerous is to believe that racial inequality will just go away if we don't talk about it. Um, So as we were sitting in our group, we just felt discouraged. We just felt heavy um, and burdened for this congregation and for other people in our nation who believe the same things, that they understand this issue when they've just kind of missed the whole concept of it. Um, And then it just kind of hit us that throughout the week, after talking to some of these people who had gone above and beyond to help, um, that we were able to encourage them. After conversations with them, we would lay our hands and just pray for them out loud and you could physically see just the power and the peace of Christ just kind of encourage them and um, give them strength. And so then it hit us that even this congregation that just seemed so withdrawn and so out of it that we had actually sparked something in them, that we had opened up um, just the space for them to be able to talk about this issue and to challenge them. And so in the midst of this, if we were just a group of college kids there to listen and to learn, and to be inspired but we actually inspired the leaders and we inspired this this local congregation so God used us um so as the the Ferguson or the fusion trips are going to be announced soon um if you feel like a tug at your heart or just a slight spark of interest of one of those trips you should apply because maybe it's not about what you could add to the team but it's what God's going to do through you and move through you thanks guys
3: Hello, guys. All right, so last summer, I got to take part in a missions travel course to Mozambique. Um, it, the whole idea was to visit Swaziland, South Africa, and Mozambique. But something happened to me where I didn't get my visa in time, so I didn't get to see Swaziland. But I did get to see a lot of Heathrow Airport in London and a little bit of Buckingham Palace. But you know that's a story for another day. <laughs> So for me, going to Mozambique, it was a series of firsts. It was my first time leaving the United States since I came from Haiti and traveling across and beyond the Americas. It was my first time going to Africa, and that has always been a dream for me, to go to Africa. And as for the trip itself, um, it was a class credit. So we got to learn and experience what missions is like on the ground. It was three weeks. Um, There were six of us who went. Bubba was there, so that was really great. Um, And as well as Sam, if she's here, I'm not sure, but she's somewhere in there. Um, So for three weeks, the six of us, along with Dr. Restrick and um, Pastor Althea Taylor, uh, basically, honestly, I'm not quite sure how to tell you what we did, because going there wasn't about what we could do or what we can bring or, you know, what we were representing. But really, it was about us experiencing and seeing what God was doing there and from experiencing what God was doing, we got to visit seminaries and churches where native Mozambicans are learning and studying the word of God and bringing it to their communities and growing and expanding churches there. It was really great to see how Dr. Restrick and his family had lived their lives and encountered so many different people and blessed so many different people to the points where they've devoted their lives to Christ and um, not only became students of the word and. Uh, propagators of the word but also spread it um, throughout and maintained uh, what he had instilled there. And we were also received with a lot of hospitality and it was amazing to go to a place that was unfamiliar but walk away feeling like I've met so many brothers and sisters in Christ there. And we also ate a lot of really good food. A lot of really good food. But the main takeaways for me would be that um, it expanded my imagination about the church and the world And it helped me to see how the church is growing and expanding in Mozambique and to know that it's also doing so many great things in other places that I may not have um, encountered. Um, So it really helped me emphasize um, and and see the importance of missions activity in the world and to also know that, um, you know, God is doing amazing things um, in Africa and it was a blessing to be a part of that and just to be a witness to that. And as much as it was unfamiliar in so many ways for us, um, language barriers, cultural nuances, and so much to learn in in such a short amount of time, um, it's a blessing for me to say that I know now that I have family in Mozambique.
4: Thanks again, guys. So the term that we use here at ENC for our short-term missions program is fusion. That's not just a random word. There is intention behind that. So as you can hear in these stories, um, God is already at work in the world through his people. And these teams go out and they just join that work and they experience what God is doing and they connect to the activity of God in the world. Um, And so we have several teams going out this year and we're very, very excited. Who's excited? Where's Key? (laughs) Key is so excited. (laughs) So we have a little help. Is that, is that, that's appropriate, right? Lynn wants you to go harder. All right, so our first trip is to Richie, can you help us out? (laughs) That's exciting, right? So as Kurt talked about, there are things, there are issues that people in our local context are facing. Um, Sometimes we pay attention to them, sometimes they go totally unnoticed. And so this team is going to go out, uh, we did this last year, and just pay attention to the things that are happening right here. This trip is going to focus on the the intersection of gender-based violence, addiction, and human exploitation and trafficking. Um, And you'll get to learn about that continuum of, of how people are being exploited right here in our backyards, and how we can either contribute to that or we can fight against that to end, um, to end trafficking right here locally and globally. We'll talk about that too, I'm sure. So the leaders for this trip are Dr. Stacey Barker and Professor Stephanie Flaherty. <laughs> so if you're a social work student, Um, If you're interested in social work, psychology, ministry, um, or just interested in learning more, this trip might be perfect for you.
0: Our next trip in the U.S. over spring break is the Southern Culture and Civil Rights Tour. That's a big word. (laughs) This This team is going to visit so many locations, we couldn't just sum it up with one location. But um, the United States Civil Rights Movement, every day during those moments, college students were involved in challenging the leaders locally, nationally, um, about what was happening in their world. Um, And so this is going to be a combined trip with our sister students at Trevecca Nazarene University. Um. That's, yes. Yes. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, while you're there, you're going to visit key historical sites in Memphis, Jackson, New Orleans, Montgomery, Selma, Birmingham, and Atlanta. That were all. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our awesome, awesome team leaders from ENC are Robert Benjamin and Trina Bryan. Would you guys stand for us? Oh, sorry. If you are a student with interest in social justice, history, and civil rights, you should consider being a part of that team.
4: All right. Hit it, Chris Richie. What? Oh! <laughs> so, as we talked about, if you were in chapel a few weeks ago, we took an offering for Nazarene Compassionate Ministries. I think we announced that number eight hundred and eighty-seven dollars. I think it was close to a thousand dollars. We raised um, for the efforts to fight against. Well, not to fight against. To Relieve the um, devastation from the earthquakes and hurricanes um, that took place this past August. And so this was a trip that was added uh, because we saw that the heart of you guys wanting to go and serve in one of these places. So Mike and Megan Johnston are going to lead a team. <laughs> so this is also a spring break trip, so by then you'll be focusing a lot on the remodeling project of homes. Um, I talked to a Nazarene pastor who said every every church in the Houston district has someone displaced or affected by um, Hurricane Harvey. So there's need and there will be need. So if you're interested in that, you should apply.
0: Okay, so that was three uh, trips over spring break. We are adding a fourth trip this year, over spring break, uh, a global location, Richie, (laughs) two, (laughs) the middle of nowhere, no, Manila, Philippines, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) how does the church respond to the needs of children at risk in the world? That could be an overwhelming task for us. Um, We will interact with experts in this field who are teaching and leading this work, not just in Manila, but around the globe. Um, We'll also connect with some of their work in the field of human trafficking and HIV-AIDS intervention that the church in the Philippines is addressing in very practical ways. Also, in Manila, there is a hub for communication for the Church of the Nazarene, and so we will be visiting with writers, videographers, storytellers, photographers who gather these stories from across Asia and the Pacific Islands and bring these stories to us and and to our global church. Um, So, students who are interested in anything dealing with children at risk, children in general, ministry, Anyone interested in mass communication skills, uh, you would be interested in coming with us. And I'm happy to say that Dr. Larry Bollinger and my, I myself will be leading this trip. We lived in Manila. Yep. Yep. Uh, we lived in Manila for three years, so for us, we're, we're going back to a place that we called home. Okay, so that is over spring break. This year, we are also adding two additional trips to Fusion that will will take place over the month of May. So I will let Emily share about that.
4: So our first location. excited (laughs) so i'm actually going to announce the leaders of this one first because it's going to help you contextualize how awesome this trip is going to be so the leaders of this trip are coach mark and dr katherine bell so dr bell is new to our psychology program um, and coach bell is our soccer coach and those are the things that this trip is offering If you are interested in soccer, this team will help lead a soccer ministry. If you're interested in psychology, this this team is going to help run um, a counseling psychology conference. Um, So it's uh, about two weeks. Um, What are the dates? May 18th through the 30th. And so if you're interested in those things, there's going to be Bible studies, um, providing care packages for volunteers. You'll be partnering with the Jubilee Center in Zambia, if you want to do your own research on that. Um, Yeah, so if you're interested in those things, this trip is gonna be really, really, really awesome. Libby's excited.
0: Okay, and finally, our last fusion trip for 2018, in the month of May, is... Nairobi, Kenya! Our team leader, this trip is Dr. Julie Tegerstrand. She's going to come and share about it. Yeah.
5: Hey there. So the thing about this trip is it's actually a course. Uh, Like Rose was talking, that she went to Mozambique two summers ago. Um, This is, uh, it's called the MI320 Travel Course and Missions. It also might be, um, we're trying to uh, cross-list it with uh, the social work major. But what we're going to be doing is spending three weeks in Nairobi. Um, Two weeks will be at Africa Nazarene University. And we'll be staying on campus and connecting with students there. And um, the focus of this trip is peacemaking and also gender-based violence. Um, And the first two weeks will be some kind of a course with Africa Nazarene University students. And we'll be um, involved with initiatives that are happening in Nairobi around peacemaking. And then the third week, we are going to be flying to northern Kenya to Lodwar, and that's where the Kakoma refugee camp is. And there's a nonprofit that we're connecting with that is has a, not, a gender-based um, community development um, initiative that they're doing. And so we're going to engage with them. Um, so it's an exciting trip if you're interested. Um, contact me and we can talk about what it looks like to do the course and also, um, you know, the the fusion trip. Um, And there may be options for not actually doing the course, but we're looking for people to take the course and we'll see where we go from there. Thank you, Julie, that's great. I just have to add just
0: one thing. I've been on the campus of, of African Nazarene University. It's not like visiting any other school. The, the, the border, uh, ANU shares a border with a, a game reserve, an animal game reserve, so as you're driving onto campus, there's like a, a lion walking by! <laughs> yeah! Like, there is! Am I right? Yes! <laughs> Yes, it's awesome. Okay, all right, so there you have it. Those are our six Fusion locations for this year. We're so excited to offer one week and two week and three week options for you. We have options for athletes who were otherwise sort of excluded from our options during the spring break week. Now we have a couple of options for you athletes to participate in Fusion. We want you to be a part of what we're doing. Lastly, uh, we went to the map that has been at the, the bottom of the stairs by the cafeteria, and we have some winners of a prize. And so if you guessed a location uh, to where we would be going this year, I have your names. And so these are the people who guessed closest to the locations. Ashley Prax, Jess Vieira, Tiffany Adams, Bubba, Cassie Cook, Eli Farinas, thank you, and Andrew Shaw. All of you guests closest, so please come to the Office of Spiritual Development to claim your prize. Okay? All right, let's stand together, community, and let's sing the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessed.